0: There's a lot of travel creators out there who will just show you the good stuff. The people who are living their best lives, who are luxury traveling, who are waking up with amazing views and you never, you never see the other side. And a lot of times for whether you're a travel creator, influencer or just anyone in general that has an audience, it's, it's not always real. And so in my opinion, badassery, is admitting the other side of things and being open, honest, and transparent about the other side of your life. Because, I mean, come on, we're all human. We're all real people. Like life is not perfect, absolutely not. And so in today's episode, we are talking about all the (laughs) imperfections. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Badassery. I'm your host, Christine Lozada. This is a podcast meant to inspire you to be just 1% more badass today than you were yesterday. This is the second part of a series I'm creating about actually exactly that, creating. I made the jump from a very cushy and comfortable corporate life into a life of total unknown and awesome adventure, being a traveler and a travel creator. And in my last episode, I kind of talked about some of the most amazing things that have happened as a result of making that jump. Namely, I feel like I live a fulfilling life surrounded by the right people, that I have the freedom of time and money to do things things I truly want to do. And I feel like I'm making an impact in the world. And that list goes on. You can check it out in the show notes below if you didn't already. But this, my friends, is the other side of the coin. Because I was like, you know, I don't want to paint this beautiful, you know, rainbows and unicorns picture for everyone. Because yo, your girl is putting in the work like the W-E-R-K, work, 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 like I really am. And I pull a lot of long, long days. But those long days, a 17-hour day, filming, creating, being on camera, all the things that I do, uh, it does not even feel anything like what a, (laughs) <laughs> what a one hour meeting in my corporate life used to feel like, it is so much better. And I will trade that every single day. It doesn't mean every single day I work super hard. There are plenty of days that I just, you know, pick up a paddle and play pickleball, literally all day. And then I don't know, film a couple things, edit a couple things and then start drinking champagne uh, immediately after pickleball while doing those things called quote unquote work. Anyway, that's another story. But what I'm gonna take you through today is a couple things. Um, I'm gonna take you through the the three worst things, kind of like as headlines, uh, with lots of stories underneath them, the three worst things that have happened as a result of becoming a travel creator. And the way I'm defining becoming a travel creator, it's basically anyone, a lot of people like to call me an influencer. I really don't like that word, but let's be real, I influence a lot of people. people copy my stuff and that's all good. Um, And so it's basically anyone who has created content and is trying to build an audience. So if that's you, then then this might be super relevant uh, in understanding some of the not so great parts about it if you're considering jumping into this lifestyle, whether you're an influencer in whatever passion you have, whether it be travel or something else. Um, And so I'm gonna share the three worst things that have happened. And then I'm going to end with like some things, some things I wish I could have told myself and some things to guide you if you are trying to make this jump into becoming a travel creator, influencer or whatever that might be. Because there are some things I, I wish I knew in the beginning and there are some things that would have given me a lot of clarity and would have helped me to avoid a lot of hiccups along the way. Um, and I want to very transparently and openly share that with you, which a lot of my friends who are creators, you, you gotta pay them a lot of freaking money to get that kind of advice. But yo, I'm gonna make it free nine and nine. Cause I think it's important. If I have the opportunity to inspire you to go try something different and go live a more fulfilling life, hell to the yes. So let's dive straight in with, um, with the first worst thing that happens when you are a travel creator, Um, it's doubt, (laughs) doubt. And I kind of feel this is the case whether you're in, in any kind of role that is entrepreneurial. I see being a travel creator as extremely entrepreneurial. I am starting my own businesses, plural, and I am the face of my business quite literally. I have branded, my business as at Christine Lazada everywhere. It is me. It is not impersonal. It is not, you know, like uh, Wild Girl Travels or something like that. I don't know where that came from. Anyway, it's it's me, right? So I am the brand, and there, and as an entrepreneur of my own brand, there are a lot of times I feel doubt, and I'm going to unpack that a little bit. Whether I have felt doubt while adventuring. Um, and I was was looking, I was trying to inspire myself by looking through some old photos for a couple minutes before flipping on the camera right now. Um, but one of the times I recently felt doubt was, oh, when I was in the desert, it's heat index over 112 degrees. It's so hot that my eyeglasses melted in my tent and I'm in the middle of the desert. And my job is to navigate, um, an off-road vehicle from point A to B to C to D to E to F using just a topographic map and a compass and a map plotter. Like there are no GPS. Like I'm looking, if you know what a topographic map is, basically imagine this thing where uh, you are trying to triangulate based off of the mountains over there and maybe you know, like this silt bed that's over there and trying to understand within coordinates where you might be and how you need to drive the vehicle off-road safely to the next hidden checkpoint. So this was Rebel Rally. That whole series is actually in both the podcast and in a vlog video series on my channel that you can check out, link in the show notes below. But I had a moment where I'm out there and I'm holding the compass and I'm just thinking, I don't know where the fuck I am. And if I don't know where I'm at right now, then when I go hit points B, C, D, E and F, I'm not gonna know where I'm at over there either. And that's a problem. And like, this is a really cool fricking travel adventure. I'm gonna be out here racing with a hundred other women for 1600 miles. Like how freaking cool is that? Like this is an adventure that only came up as a result of being a travel creator. And I'm having this like doubtful moment of like, What am I doing? Let's take it to a lighter example. Here's another one. I am in a cenote in Tulum. If you don't know what a cenote is, it's a fresh body of water. It's one of the most unique things about the Mexican Riviera. The entire jungle is on top of water. And there are these little like holes that you can access the water that's below the jungle. And those are the cenotes. There are thousands of them. Sometimes they are very large, humongous, like bodies of water in which thousands of people can get in. And other times it's like literally a tiny little hole, right? It's it's different everywhere. As you're exploring the Mexican Riviera, I am at a cenote and I am dressed as a mermaid with another actually expert Patty certified mermaid um, and she has me in this costume with full mermaid makeup on and my job is to go underwater and swim all the way to the bottom of the cenote and then as I gracefully come up I'm supposed to blow a kiss at the camera while having my eyes wide open even though you can't see a darn thing and be smiling and be kissing uh blowing kisses towards the camera. WTF, if you have not put on a heavy mermaid tail before, swimming in a mermaid tail is kind of like trying to jump around in a pillowcase, except that you're about to go do a marathon, jumping around that pillowcase like you were a child again and there's lava on the ground. Like that's how it felt. It's just awkward. Like it's really awkward. And I'm like trying to do this photo shoot. And again, this is a moment where I'm like, travel creator, amazing opportunities. Like here I am at, you know, this renowned cenote it's beautiful i'm here you know alone with the mermaid and where all the cameras are set up and i need to deliver on this photo and <laughs> i'm so awkward underwater and i'm trying not to let my contacts pop out of my eyeballs and so there there are moments when i'm traveling and adventuring hard as a travel creator where i'm just like what What, Christine? Like, what are you doing here? Like, what's happening? Like, this is your life. Like, how did this happen? And so sometimes I feel doubt while I'm traveling, right? And just like, what am I doing? But then there's a separate set of doubt and there's a couple sets. So let's talk about the second set of doubt, which is doubt around like what you create. And I see this a lot in new creators where they spend 99.9% of their time thinking about what they're going to create. And then, uh, like 0.001% of their time creating what they're going to create. And then the rest of the time, like actually, you know, creating it and putting it out to the world. Like they just overthink things forever. And I used to be there too. Um, and one of my mantras is like, be ruthless with the content you create and give significantly less Fs. There's just not enough fucks to give. And when you're creating content, you just create it and you ruthlessly put it out to the world. That's how I feel about creating these days. And one of the things about creating is that we are putting these out to platforms that aside from if you have your own blog or written website, is simply not yours. And you're at the mercy of whatever that platform wants to do. It's the reason why so many creators will advise others. This was the advice I was given as well. Like always make sure you have your own platform. Don't just create for Instagram. Do not just create for TikTok. Do not just create for YouTube. Do Blah, you get my point. And the reason for that is because rules can change in an instant and i have seen them change in the couple three-ish years that i've been creating the rules have significantly changed perfect case in point instagram used to pay me lots of money to create vertical videos and now within the time span of a couple weeks they have switched it not only do you not make any money from any of those videos but now i have to pay them to get the blue check mark and be seen as uh, credible on the platform. Whoa, that's a big change, right? Not I went from being paid to having to pay to play on the platform. Big change. Right? And so an example of feeling doubt as a creator is we so frequently post content and then we're just, Oh my gosh, how many likes do I get? How many comments did I get? How many people like who looked at my right? we're like looking for those indicators between the likes, the shares, the comments, the blah, blah, blah. And if you don't get enough of them, like it hurts your ego and blah. Yeah. I don't care about that stuff anymore, but I used to. And one of the things where I used to feel a lot of doubt is that when you are at the mercy of these platforms, things will go viral sometimes, and it will go viral some places. Let me give you a perfect example. I created this um i created this TikTok video that i put on every platform and it's just you know me in zanzibar doing what i do in zanzibar which is look at amazing beaches and uh fly drones etc um and the sound on that track goes something like uh like wish you were here just kidding like don't wish you were here or something like that and so on instagram it got um, like over a million views. It went viral. On TikTok, it got like 150 views. On YouTube, it got like a couple thousand views. On Twitter, it got like a couple hundred. On Pinterest, and then I'll just keep rattling these things off, right? My point is, there's no consistency. And one of the things people always ask me, because I used to do a lot of social media strategy for places and consulting is, well, how do I, like, how do I know like, how to make viral content? And then I'm like, oh, I got the answer for you. It's you don't, you don't know. Like if you can figure out a formula that, and I have seen this before, um, where you consistently create a version of the same thing or talk about the same topic repeatedly, absolutely. I didn't go down that route because I am my brand and I like to talk about lots of different things, um, which is fine. I went a different route than some people go, but like you will feel doubt as a creator because what will give you feedback around what's working (laughs) sometimes is at the mercy of whatever that platform wants it to be. And sometimes they'll push you and sometimes they won't. And it's just, uh, it just makes you feel like, wow, like what am I creating? Or, wow, that's awful. Or like, wow, that worked out so well. And like, then why did the next one suck? Um, and then we'll get into this with the hate comments. There's also aside from quantitative feedback, the qualitative feedback, what are people saying? Right? and um, I'll keep it positive for a second before we talk about the hate later. But um, I I recently just uh, posted something and it inspired someone to buy a drone and they bought the same drone that I did and then they took my course and um, they are conquering the fricking world from the sky. And it's so rad to hear, Um, the tears in her voice when she messages me saying, I had no idea that the world looked like that from up there and she can consistently get up there with her drone and that, right? Like you can hear it in my voice, like that makes it worth it every day. That makes it worth it for the 50 hate comments that I responded to right after that. Um, and so we'll talk about having a true North and really identifying your passion. If you want to make this jump so that things like, Nowadays, right, I don't really feel that same amount of doubt that I used to. doesn't mean I don't feel it, Um, but one of the worst things is just feeling doubt because as a travel creator, what will make you feel good are not necessarily things that are consistent, right? People liking and commenting, platforms pushing your content, getting the likes, getting the views, blah, 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 blah. Okay, the second, or that's actually, now we're moving on to the third bucket of doubt. The third bucket of doubt, aside from your own, aside from what the platforms will give you, is the doubt that you will receive from the people you thought you would get the most support from. And when I made the jump to be a travel creator, if I could go back, I would be more careful about who was in my inner circle. And what I mean by that is, and you honestly, you can't know, until you start putting it out to your circle of who will and will not support you. And I was really shocked by the people who, friends and family, I really thought would like be like, yeah, Christine, like got this. Those people I've saved, I've saved these messages. Whether it's a message from somebody who left me a two minute voicemail saying like, where you're about to travel to right now is not safe. You should not be going there. I don't think you're gonna be able to make it as a creator. You need to go back to the corporate world. Like how could you give up that cushy job? Didn't you get 25 days of vacation in your last role? Didn't you have a $25,000 budget for travel, your own personal travel in your last role? Like la, 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 right? And I save these voicemails because I'm like, Yo, this person did not believe in me. And I love to save that message because that same person now, now, three years later, who has seen me do what I do now is like, Oh my God, like, that's amazing. I always thought you could do it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And not everyone is motivated in the same way that I am. So sometimes burning those messages to the ground, it might be the right choice for you. But another one is, um, I received, a, <laughs> I received a call while I was um, literally on the jetway about to take off. Like, you know, I was going to like put my phone in airplane mode. And uh, the call that I got was someone who f- I love very much letting me know they did not support the trip I was about to take. Um, that they just, they didn't think that like what I'm doing right now is like, what, like, what are you like, Christine, come on. Like, what are you doing? You're making these videos and you're putting them on YouTube? Like what what's that going to do? You want to know what that's going to do? That's going to influence and impact millions of people. 3.35 million people as of 5 minutes ago have watched my YouTube videos. And I I just got a message from this guy Bernie and he's like He messaged me twice, he messaged me once six months ago and he said, hey, I just want you to know that watching your videos has inspired me to consider like just going beyond like the normal types of trips I do, you know, like within my city. And then he just messaged me again, telling me that he, he booked one of the same trips that I took and he's so excited for it and he's gonna take that trip and he's gonna send me some photos, right? Like really touching, right? But these are doubts from people who are not you. And what's so important is I was never trying to prove myself to these people, even my loved ones. I didn't need to be like, no, no, no. I'm right. I know what I'm doing is right because blah, blah. I didn't need to do that. I can show them with the results I get later, you know? Like, I just needed to know here in my own heart that I was doing the right thing. And that was what helped me over time to quiet the doubt that was external. So there's internal doubt and you've kind of heard about, you know, like the journey that I've taken where I've kind of been like, wow, okay, like, you know, I'm ruthless now and I have got less fucks to give, and I am just going to create content and put it to the world like middle fingers up. That's my approach to it. I got something to say and I'm going to put it out to the world. That's how I am about the content I create. And separately, you've heard my journey from, I didn't have the kind of support that I needed, um, from the get go, but I didn't necessarily need that either. And we'll get into how I was able to achieve that because it's truly about identifying your passion and having a true north. And that's really important because too many people just, I I don't know, they see other people creating things. Oh, that's a good trend. I'm going to make that. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to copy what she's doing. Oh, like... And it's fine, just like, you know, when you're at the store and you wanna try on a different outfit, you know, just cause like, why not? Like put on that wig, how does that look? Maybe you don't look good in blue. Like, you know, maybe that blue wig is only really for the Smurfs, like, I don't know, right? But you gotta try it on and that's fine. But what I'm saying is like, it's really important to become clear over time, not from day one, It's important to become clear over time about why you're doing what you're doing. Otherwise, the doubt that you have in your own head, the doubt that you will, guaranteed, hear from other people will get to you. The doubt that I feel, you know, when um, I'm 60 feet underwater, hanging on to um, a rope that's tied to the rock because I'm waiting for the manta rays to come and I'm scared because because I'm on a crazy adventure that I'm over my head on and the people I'm diving with are expert divers and I'm just a semi-expert diver. Anyway, those types of doubts I'm cool with. It's part of the adventure of travel, but the other doubts are ones that you don't want to have stopping you. Okay. The first worst thing is all about the doubt. The second thing, the second thing. And again, I defined travel creator as like when you build an audience, like someone who is building an audience. Um, and so this next thing that is the worst thing when you build an audience is you are exposed to the world. And this is a double-edged sword. Oh, I, so my when I was growing up, my mom uh, taught me that it was pronounced sword and it wasn't until I was an adult watching Game of Thrones that it's I learned that it, the word is sword. So you, you heard me slip just there and you, I'm correcting it right now because a lot of the haters will message me and be like, you said sword, who says sword? And it's like, yo, tomato, tomato, who cares? Anyway, you're exposed to the world. In the first podcast episode, you kind of heard, right? Like being exposed to the world is a cool thing. Like, oh my gosh, the amount of opportunities that will come your way being exposed to the world is awesome. Uh and I one of the things I had said in that last podcast episode is like I open my emails, I open my DMs and I'm like, what's going to be in here today? And um actually, there were two things I came in my DMs today and my emails today. One is an opportunity to speak at a conference helping um, primarily families to travel smarter. Um, I will decline that. I don't have a family myself. I don't really think that's relevant. I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to them about it. We'll see. Um, maybe it could be about parents teaching their kids to fly drones <laughs> get that cool content while they're, while they're traveling all together. Anyway, uh, that was one. Um, another one was about being a brand ambassador for actually a brand that I'm pretty excited about. Um, and so I'm like, hmm, that might be interesting. Anyway, you're exposed to the world because lots of people will start seeing your content. And uh, sorry, I don't want to say lots of people, people who aren't normally seeing you, right? And to put this in perspective, uh, one of the things that I cannot stand that new creators do is that they downgrade a view, a like, a comment, a DM, a message, etc. cetera. What I mean by that is, imagine this, you're scrolling through Instagram or TikTok, someone has, let's just say 8,000 likes on a post or something like that, or a video, right? 8,000 likes. You post something and you get eight likes, eight, eight that's significantly less than the other person, right? New creators will be like, I don't get it. I posted like the same exact thing and no one liked it. Those eight people are not nobody. Click on the number eight and scroll through those names. Do you know who those people are? If you do, awesome. Keep them close, keep them engaged and continue to have them be your supporters, right? I have, um, I have super fans. And I am all about thanking my super fans for being there from day one or from whatever post that they like. And and they, they act like those eights are not enough. Those eight are eight individual human beings who have been like, yeah, I like that. Like, and you know, they're like, oh, it's just pressing the heart button. And I'm like, who cares? They did it. Like they showed up in the same thing, right? When people watch my YouTube videos, sometimes I'll be like, oh, wow. Like, I spent a long time editing that video. It's my most favorite video and only 500 people have watched it. Okay, just imagine this for a second. You standing in the room that you're listening this in, close your eyes for a second and imagine 500 people are in that room with you watching a piece of content that you made, that you made. Not five people, 500 people or whatever the number is of the number of likes or whatever comments you got. That's a lot of people. These are 500 people who otherwise would never have known that I can shoot sweet underwater and overwater drone content. Like it's one of the best videos I made, and those people would otherwise never have had an opportunity to see me. And BTW, on a quick note, if you have not read Gary V's book on crushing it, like one of the things that has always stuck with me is let's not forget. Aside from that comment I made about how I need to pay Instagram to be able to be credible on the platform, get the blue check mark, blah, blah, blah. In general, these platforms are all free, free to post on. They are giving you for free the opportunity to have the world, the world see you. How did we used to do that? Paying thousands of dollars for billboards. How did we used to do that? Paying tons of money for an ad in the newspaper or in a magazine or paying to be on the radio. Like now we can do this for free from the comfort of our pajamas, wherever we are, right? And doing it straight from our phones. Like that is amazing. And I am always thankful for that. And I've always kept that in mind after listening uh, to Gary Vee's book, Crushing It, which I highly recommend. um, even as old as it is, it's totally relevant in the world of creating. So start there, he's an awesome marketer. I absolutely hate his voice and listen to his audiobook in 10 minute increments over the course of a very long time. Anyway, I digress. So you are exposed to the world through these free platforms and it's a double-edged sword. And that's because on one end, you are exposed to people who can give you opportunities and you can seek find and connect to opportunities and on the other side, you're exposed to the world and bad things happen. Um, And let me share a couple of those very honest and transparent stories. The first one is that if you are a creator like me, my life is on blast. My life is on total blast. Um, in which people know where I'm at, what I'm doing, what I'm wearing, what I'm eating and drinking, the choices I have made, and just things in my everyday life. My life is on blast. And I have, over time, created boundaries around what I will and will not post about. And so that's something that you need to work out with yourself, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, I I don't want to share my opinion about whatever it is, you don't have to, you don't have to. Um, but when your life is on blast, a couple things will happen. There is the side, right? And I I shared some stories, people who are inspired by you. Um, and then there's the other side of people who are jealous of you, people who are envious of you and jealousy and envy gets scary because there are people who really just want to cut you down there are people that just want to not see you doing great there are people who are mad that while you're out drinking champagne on a yacht with captain boomies right next to the lady liberty over the fourth of july in new york city that was one of the sickest fourth of july's i've had they are mad that they are at home watching fireworks on tv and they will Post things that are meant to hurt you. And I'm not special. Like They're not trying to just cut me down. They're trying to cut down a lot of people. But when you first start creating, it will feel very personal. It will feel like they're coming after you. That hate that they got to give, (laughs) you're just one of the lucky recipients. There is a peanut butter spread and smattering of that hate amongst a lot of other people too. It's not just you, you ain't special. And so when your life is on plast, people will try to cut you down. The other thing is that people will stalk you. Um, And I learned this the hard way. Uh, So I, after taking a trip, actually the Zanzibar trip that I took, um, I stopped posting real time. I no longer post exactly where I'm at unless I'm with a large group of people or it's like guaranteed gonna be safe. Oh, I'm at a travel conference. So are thousands of other people and other travel creators. Like it's fine, we can post about it real time. Um, but I'm not gonna post about like my exact hotel room because I had people watching my content trying to find me, actively trying to find me. And that bothered me a lot, especially when it's people that you don't want to have finding you. And so um, people stalk you. Another one, another example of this was just annoying. Um, I got the longest angry letter from someone who just, they needed me to tell the world that I had a son. And I don't know if you can hear this crazy thunder that's happening in the background, but it's happening. Um, He needed me to tell the world that I had a son. And I was like, I read it. And I was like, how does that make any sense? I don't I don't have a son. And I was like, ah, I understand. This guy saw me with my nephew while I was on a family trip in Hawaii. And we had a moment in which, you know, my family was already inside the restaurants. I highly recommend Duke's in Waikiki, amazing restaurant. Love that place. Definitely get a Mai Tai. Anyway, he and I were, I don't know, like lagging behind or something because I think he was getting a shave ice walking in the restaurant together. Um, and he thought he was my son um, because we look alike <laughs> and it's just one of those things where it's like yo like that ain't none of your business and also like i just don't want to post real time anymore um, about exactly where i'm at because people will look for you okay so that. Um, and then actually here's one as it pertains to drones and hate comments. There are just some people who are just out there waiting, waiting to see if I do something wrong or illegal or bad with my drone so that they can post about it and tell the world that sucks. That super duper sucks. And the amount of people who are just after me on that front is annoying, but You know what, I am going to keep talking about drones because it's worth it for the amount of people I help and the amount of people who are going to be exploring the world from the sky. And so I just keep doing it. Another thing around when you are exposed to the world is your content is out there. The number of times people have stolen my content, right? Whether they downloaded a video or screen recorded my content and then said it was theirs, and made money off of it, uh, through monetized channels is a lot in the, in the tone of like, I can't even count how many it's a lot. Um, and it's one of those things where it's happening so frequently all the time that like, yo, even if I were send a message to Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or wherever, like, <laughs> this is just a common problem. I'm one of many. And this is just one of the things you're gonna have to deal with when you are exposed to the world and showing yourself and your creativity to the world. It's just part of it. Um, Another thing that happens when you're exposed to the world is, I think about it. You've been with me on this podcast now for almost 30 minutes. You probably feel like you know me a bit, right? I've shared some really personal stories. I've been super honest with you. There really is something about connecting with someone's face and eyes, if you're watching this on video, or voice over podcasts, if you're just listening to this. But you probably feel a bit of a connection to me. And so people will think that they truly know me as a person. And sometimes, to be totally honest, they do because I'm very honest in my content. But the thing that's hard is that people that I do not know anything about, I don't even know your name, will see me in person or meet me in person and know everything about me and I know nothing about them. And it's it's. It's a hard feeling. It's a really difficult feeling for me sometimes. It's an honor that, you know, especially when people really follow my content and know me very well, like and know a lot about me and can talk to me about me. It feels like an honor, but it's also a challenging situation when, when you don't know anything about them, but they love you. Um, And so i found myself in those awkward positions a lot of times. I wouldn't say it's the worst thing, but it's just something that happens when you're exposed to the world. Um, And I would also say one last thing about being exposed to the world that just sucks is that, yeah, there are times, right? Like right now that I will talk to you very honestly about what's happening. But there's also a lot of really cool stuff that happens in my life in general, and I'm going to post about it. And so, you know, Cue up that thing song, like living my best life. Like people just assume that your life is so easy that the work you do as a creator is so easy that all you do is, you know, jump on planes, drink champagne, and then like sometimes talk to a video and that's a camera. And that's it. Like that's it. And that your job is meaningless. Um, and that sucks. And that's the case for a lot. Uh, a lot of people with me. Uh, who feel that way about me. And I mean, it goes back to the like, right? Like you, you will maybe, depending on who you are, feel doubt in the beginning, right? Those people who bother me about things like that now, I'm like, I ain't got enough fucks to give about that. like. Is there anything meaningful you want to say? Otherwise, this conversation's over. Like, just do not care. Do not have time for that. Like, I don't. (laughs) It's too much champagne to be had uh, than listening to this conversation. But um, when you're exposed to the world, these are the types of things that can happen. It's a double-edged sword. There's a really amazing and beautiful possibility side to being exposed. And being exposed to the world is also the freaking worst thing ever because bad things will happen. Okay, that's number two. Let's talk about number three, which is, and this depends, and hopefully this floor is guiding you toward what kind of creator you might wanna be or pivot toward or change into, is the third worst thing that can happen when you're a creator is that your passion, the thing that you absolutely love the most can become the thing you absolutely hate, absolutely hate and cannot stand. Why? Because it becomes your J-O-B. And so this is where it becomes just really important to become clear around what, what you're trying to create and the message you want to the world and the impact you want on the world. Because otherwise I see too many creators, including myself, I burned out hard last year really hard um, and i talk about that in the episode um, about burnout and i went to the bahamas to become cured of that which was fantastic um but i was just totally burned out from travel i didn't want to travel anymore i didn't <laughs> i didn't want to travel anymore i didn't want to be on camera anymore like it just i didn't want to um and so let me move on to this next section around some guidance and some advice that I would give so that you don't fall into your beca- your passion becomes the thing you hate. Um, because creating boundaries, having a true north, and understanding your why is super important. And I just reread for the second time a book I really love, um, Simon Sinek's Start With Why, fantastic book. Um, It's exactly about what you think it might be about, which is starting with why. Um, But actually, hold on. I'm going to just renege on that real quick. Don't start with why. Just start anywhere. Start anywhere. And here's an example. If you think maybe you want to have your face on camera, whether it's you're in your Instagram stories or YouTube stories or something like that, where your face is on camera and you're just talking to the camera about whatever it is you want to create content about, start now and don't even post it. Just turn on your camera and pretend this is going to go out to an audience. Hit the record button and talk to your camera as though you were shooting the thing. You know what, like, well, what thing? I don't even know what my topic is gonna to be listen to your gut turn off your brain you will think about it and then think about it again and then overthink it and then like years will go by and you're still thinking about it but I really want to plan it out and have like this you know like this vision board and blah, I don't know like anything do you think that you want to be talking about Shake Shack hamburgers which are absolutely delicious. I just recently tried their chicken burger. Absolutely amazing. Got these from the Shake Shack Pickleball Club. Love them. That's another story. If you think it might be about that, start now. Open up the camera for at least 30 seconds every single day. Start filming one video that maybe you just saved for yourself so you can watch back over time your progress. Because a lot of people think the hard part is figuring out what it is which it is hard, it is. But the other hard part is executing it. And when you execute it, you will start to learn, oh man, like I actually don't wanna be talking about that. Oh man, that's actually like not that inspiring for me to create content around. Like, oh man, that's actually not as That's not what I thought it would be. Like, I didn't think that that was gonna be the case, right? And you need to adjust. Um, and so it's important to just start with whatever you think it is. If you think you're gonna write, start writing now about whatever. If you think it's gonna be video, start video. If you think you're gonna be creating social posts, but you're scared to start, create a secret account and start posting to it. Like just start about whatever it is. Because if you can start moving that muscle, it becomes so easy to just sprint once you know. And so that is really important. A lot of people are like, Christine, I can't believe you keep Instagram stories live every single minute. Like I always have stories live. It's, you will never go to my account and not see stories on there. If you don't see stories on there, it means like something happened or like I'm insanely busy or I found something sick to drone and I've been busy for the last day. But the reason is because that is me flexing and working on my creative muscle. I see no barrier to entry to be able to post Instagram stories. It should be the easiest thing yet. It's hard to tell a true story. And when I post Instagram stories, I'm forcing myself every single day to tell a thoughtful story, to connect with my audience and to work on being a creator. And that's really important. Every single day, since I've become a creator, I do that. And it is part of my exercises in the same way that I'm going to get on the pickleball court. I'm going to do some dinking and then I'm going to do some mid-court shots. And then I'm going to do a couple long shots. And then it's game on, right? Like this is my warm-up and it's how I am getting into it every day. What is that for you? Because it's important that you are flexing and working on that creative muscle. Too many people think like, Oh, like I'm not creative. Like you can become creative. You can become creative, but you need to work on it. You need to work on it all the time. Okay, so just start. What are you going to create content about? Honestly, turn off your brain, turn on your heart, turn on your gut. You probably know, but I, would pr- I will also add to that. Don't just think about it in terms of like, ah, oh, I know I want to talk about blah, blah, because I love it. I want you to simultaneously in the same way, you know, like you got the angel and the devil on one shoulder, passion. What is it that you would love to talk about and help other people with all the time? Keep that on one shoulder. On the other shoulder, how, how are you going to make money off of that? That is really important because if you just focus on your passion, this is, I'm speaking from my own personal experience. It doesn't mean it's not, thats not possible, but if you just focus on your passion, you will find yourself building a humongous audience and you are poor. Do you know how many creators I know with huge audiences and they're very poor? That sucks. Like, oh my gosh. And you don't have to be like this gross salesy person who's like, buy this, buy that. Like, think about this podcast episode. What am I selling you right now? To be honest, nothing. But is it the only thing I create? No. But actually, hold on. Let me just do a quick aside. This podcast was originally started because I thought in the back of my mind, one of the ways I was going to monetize on this podcast was the people who I could truly connect with through this podcast, I want you to come on my retreats. And I am going to throw exclusive events and exclusive retreats around the world that will leave you feeling so inspired and so ready to move on to that next part of your life and feeling alive and connected to yourself, to others, and to the world in a way that you have never felt before. That is what I wanted to create. And with these retreats in the places that I would curate around the world is what I was going to do with this podcast. I have pivoted from that. I will pivot back to that. So if you just heard that and you're like, yo, I wanna go to one of these, it's gonna happen, but it's not gonna happen in the next year or two. I'll say that. Anyway, I digress. It's important to always keep in mind what your passion is and what it is you wanna create. And on the other side, what it is that you think you can make money off of. And it's important because you don't want to go into this unless it's just something that's it, J4F, like just for fun. Um, You don't want to go into this working those long hours, having a huge impact on people and being broke AF and not having the money to invest back into your business, not having the money to invest into different computer gear, camera gear, podcasting gear, whatever you to be able to give it back to your audience in a way that you elevate yourself and elevate your ability to create and put out your content to the world, to fund yourself in learning environments, to pay for classes, whatever it is, right? It's important that you are a business and you are monetizing your passion. And so think about that. And it's really important. Um, And the other thing is, I would say, and I talked about this in the last podcast episode, what I said was there's not one kind of creator. And you know, travel is just one topic, right? There's so many ways that you can do this. And as you are thinking about how you wanna do it, be really clear with yourself around who you are working for because that will be a decision path that will lead you in very different directions. Creating for other people, doing social media for other people, making videos for other people, being the face of another brand, whatever that might be, that is a totally different path of creating than just being your own, just being your own boss, being your own entrepreneur, being your, you get where I'm going with that. But it's a very important decision point because, and I'm speaking from my own experience, doing it for other people, finding other people to do it for is very easy. Monetizing and doing it completely on your own is significantly harder. But (laughs) the reward on doing it on your own terms is way higher. And on the other side, and this all goes back to your own personality, right? One of the girls I hired who worked for me for a long time, she's an amazing girl, uh, she never wanted to be her own boss. She never wanted to be her own brand. She never wanted to be the face of her own content. She really wanted to support others who did it. And I respect that. And she knew that about herself and she went after it and she's doing very well for herself. And so um, identifying that for you is super important. All right, you started to hear this with my own mantra, and I dare you to try to jump to Christine, year three versus being in your head in year one. I was really in my head for a long time. It took me a long time to get away from the corporate world to stop thinking in that way to stop thinking about the five-year plan, to stop thinking about how we need the entire Excel workbook to look perfect and the numbers to add up before we do and execute the darn thing. I shoot from the hip a lot. Creativity is a totally different beast than what I used to do at Walmart and Amazon. And if you can embrace that sooner, tell yourself that you are creative and that you can do this and you are doing this be ruthless, be bold, create what you want to be creating and just blast that shit to the world. I love to Oprah, my content, Oprah, my content, you get some of my content. That platform gets that content. That platform gets that content. You get that content. I do not create for a single platform. I prefer YouTube. I prefer my blog, it's mine, and I prefer Instagram because I can truly connect with people there. But, <laughs> yo, I got hoses in different area codes, like everybody gets some. And then for me, I think about it this way. A lot of people are like, oh, just creep for one platform. Like, oh no, like all the platforms are becoming the same. Even Pinterest is moving in the direction of being the same as Instagram. Like it's wild in, right? Think about this. I have, if you're not watching this, my hand up with circles. Think about a circle of people that you know who are on Instagram. Is that same circle of people also on LinkedIn? Yes or no? Do they overlap and it's the same people, or do they overlap a little bit, or are they totally different? Don't forget, you are relying on people on Instagram and Instagram to actually push your content and people on LinkedIn to actually see your content and have it be pushed to LinkedIn and think about the last time that you got mad that you saw someone's piece of content the same on Facebook and it's the same piece of content on TikTok nah who cares like be ruthless with your content put it everywhere the same thing I like make little minor changes to it but it it goes everywhere open your content be ruthless with it be seen by the world because then you can start to be exposed and, and start to experience and hear about new and different things. Meet new people. Um, I just booked my flight to go travel with someone who watched my YouTube video. Um, and he and I connected over a Zoom chat years ago, and now we have been on over 100 scuba dives together. And I'm gonna go dive with him Probably 50 more times this year. It's gonna be fantastic. I would never have been exposed to him if I didn't choose to Oprah my content onto that platform. Otherwise, he wouldn't have seen it because he's not on all the other platforms. Perfect example. So be ruthless with your content. Show up. Show up. Too many creators spend time thinking, hmm, what should I make? Like, what should I what should I do today? Like, just show up. Like put something out there consistently a lot, do it, keep showing up. And I mean, I don't want to get to the nitty gritty stuff here, but the top question that people always ask me is like, okay, but how often should I post? You should post as often as you can consistently do it. In other words, think six months for six months, you are going to post. Now, work backwards into what's a reasonable schedule for you based off of your ability to create, your time to create, and the number of topics you can come up with for your content. If you can only post twice a week, that's fine. But post twice a week and do it for six months, no less than that. And if you're like, "Mm, I can only post once a week, that's fine. post five times a day awesome like but do it at a cadence that works for you and only you can know that answer if you're posting less than once a week come up with more ideas like you need more there's more you need more than that Uh, you're welcome to go look at my podcast and be like yeah christine you're not even posting once a week yo i got a lot going on it's fine i don't mind (laughs) but if i were just getting started i would Post at a very consistent amount. I actually have stayed that way with my YouTube channel. It's once a week on my travel YouTube channel. That is my bread and butter. I care the most about that channel. Be bold, be ruthless, be shameless with your content. Give less fucks. Put your voice and your creativity and your content out to the world and just get started get started and do it privately. If you are scared, go create those fake channels, those fake accounts and post for yourself. And then, you know, do it at the cadence that you think you can do and all that content that maybe you were too scared to post, eventually go post it later. Why not? Like, why not? Um, And identify who's on your team. Identify who's on your team. I kind of talked to you about how like I felt external, I felt the doubts of external people, right? I felt the doubts from people who just didn't believe in what I was doing or didn't think what I was doing was quote unquote, right in their minds. I was clear in my own mind about what it is that I'm doing. Um, And I have articulated that for myself over time in a true north brand book. Um, and if you're like what the heck does that mean? Basically, I created something for myself. That's like Who who am I? What are the words that I would use to describe myself? How do I want to be received and seen by the world? Someone who watches my content? Like how does it make them feel? Who are my avatars? Like literally who watches my content? Like write a short paragraph about who it is Not you know a fictional character Um and I have two fictional characters of who watches my... Con- I became very clear about this over time. And so every time I turn on the camera, I am speaking to Steve and Sarah. That's who I'm talking to. Those are my avatars. And I am very clear about the impact I want to make. Like in this content piece alone, I am going to Camp Indie. I know a lot of people will ask me, like, how do I get started, Christine? Like, I mean, all the, what's all the good stuff, the bad stuff? Like, what should I do? And... This is who I'm creating it for. And it, it allows me to speak from the heart, to write a couple bullet points down, speak from the heart. And, and so I've become clear over time. It did not come from day one, but I did surround myself with the right people over time. And having those people you can call upon when you're feeling doubt is really important. Or not even feeling doubt. You just need someone who's a pick-me-up. I would say going back to Camp Indy, Travis Sherry is a perfect example. He took a chance on going to an in-person event called World Domination Summit um, and met him there. And there's so many times that he'll send me a little voice uh, or video, actually, a little video chat um, and just tell me where he is in the world and like, what's going on? And it's just, it's such a great pick me up. And it's and always inspiring to hear what he's up to. And it's always inspiring. And Uh, exciting to feel him cheering me on in my journey the person that I keep the closest who is my biggest cheerleader is meatball aka my boyfriend and um, I would actually do it as an example for you right now but he's um, DJing an event right now but imagine me picking up the phone and giving him a call and just being like meatball Uh, give me, give me, give me some encouragement right now, please. He will automatically just jump into like starting to tell me, he'll tell me like all all the reasons why he thinks I'm amazing, why I should be able to do it. He'll remind me about some of my recent achievements. He'll, he'll tell me like a favorite piece of content that I made recently that he loves. Like he will just get straight into it. And he is just ready on the, on a turn of a dime to encourage me when I need it. And who is that person for you, whether it's in that way or it's just someone that you can call upon sometimes being like, yo, I'm feeling a little doubt. Can you just listen to what I have to say? I think it's really important to have your circle of people. I've also realized over time, it's important for me to not just have my corporate friends in my ear giving me business advice. I need other creators. I need other creators who are in my ear, which by the way, if you want to be one of those creators, um, I, you know, have an email list that I don't really email a lot, but on my radar is Creator Houses and helping people to gather and educate each other around becoming sweet creators who are impactful on the world. And so that's something that's coming. You can check out that email newsletter in the show notes below. More on that will be coming later. Yo, I'm Christine Lazada. If you have been inspired by anything you heard today, please, oh, two things leave a positive review, share this with somebody. Um, oh, and maybe, bonus third, connect with me. I'm at Christine Lozada everywhere. Tell me if you felt something after listening to this today. It's really speaking from the heart. I hope you go forth and become a creator, whatever that means for you, or if you already are one, keep doing the darn thing. And I will see you in the next adventure. Go forth. Be badass. See you later. Ciao.